0: welcome to the summit for wellness podcast where we help you climb to the peak of your health and now here is your host brian carroll Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Summit for Wellness podcast. I hope everyone has been doing well this week. So far, I've had a pretty interesting week. Uh, Part of it is because the weather is a little funky around here right now. Um, I'm here on Western Washington, and we have actually been getting some snow flurries over here, which is uh, pretty unusual, especially this time of year. But I am definitely a winter person, and I love the snow, so I'm getting super excited. And right now when I look out at the mountains and seeing them all covered in snow, it's making me really excited. So it's just getting me pumped up for the rest of this week and getting into the weekend. And hopefully, uh, for me, I will be able to go out and uh, play around in the snow a little bit this weekend and see, test out the samples and see what it's like up there. So that's how my week is going so far. In last week's episode, we were talking about how to begin with an ancestral diet, and if you missed that episode, then go to summitforwellness.com 21 to access that episode. But in that episode, we actually have a little starting guide to get you going in the right direction with being able to make food from more of an ancestral health and diet type um, backing and to get you going in the right direction on your own nutrition and health journey. So go check that out if you haven't already. And we are going to be tagging onto that a little bit today in our episode, but we are going to be talking about something a little bit different than just nutrition, and it has to do with all of these different weight loss centers that have been popping up all over the place, and um, just how those type of... um, operations actually impact health, and whether they're a model and what they do for you is effective and long-lasting, or if it's more for a short-term gain. So it's going to be a little bit controversial. I'm sure I'm going to piss off a lot of people, but this definitely isn't the first time people have disagreed with what I have to say, and I'd rather be authentic with my own beliefs than trying to uh, please everybody out there when I don't think what they are doing has the best intentions, uh, so we will be diving into that a little bit later on in this episode. Uh, but first off, if you have not joined our Facebook group, um, if you go to summitforwellness.com/tribe, we have a free Facebook group for you to join, and you can go in there and just get. Uh, health support and you can ask questions um, and just have that community feel to uh, help you along on your own health journey. And actually what we are going to start doing is uh, doing live Q&A's within that group starting next week. Um, so if you go to summitforwellness.com tribe, uh, enter into that group, join it, and then you can ask your questions and we will answer it live in um, during the weeks. So go check that out. And then later on next week, we have a guest coming on to our podcast who specializes in female hormones. And she is asking for my listeners to submit any questions that they have about female hormones so that she can address it in our podcast episode and talk all about it. So if you have any questions that you would like answered about female hormones, then go to summitforwellness.com slash contact, and you can send us a quick note about what it is you would like us to talk about on our next podcast. Okay, so let's get started with why weight loss centers do not work. And let's be honest here, how many of us have actually gone on some kind of weight loss journey? have wanted to lose weight at some point in our lives or are currently on a diet. Most of the population, at least in America, is trying to figure out some way to lose weight and it's creating a really big industry. And there's a lot of people that are jumping on board to create these weight loss centers where you go and you lose massive amounts of weight um, over a short period of time, and they're promising all these results. And so that's what we will be talking about here is do these um, centers actually work? Is the diet that they put you on actually sustainable? Or is this just a way for these companies to make uh, money off of people that just are trying to find ways to get healthy. And uh, that's kind of the big question here. What is the motive behind a lot of these weight loss centers? Are people actually wanting to help other people improve their health or not? And let's be really honest about this subject. Is trying to lose weight fun? And typically the answer to that is no. Is going on a diet fun? also typically that answer is no. And that's because we lost a lot of our connection to the food that we eat. And we've lost the reasoning behind why we should be eating food in general. Um, If we were to look at any kind of ancestral roots, then the reason that we eat food is not for comfort, it's not for the social aspect, it's literally to get the nutrients our body needs in order to survive. Um, If you didn't eat for three or so weeks, then you would die, so your whole job was to find food and to nourish your body. Now, we have food absolutely everywhere. It's super easy to find food. You can go probably a block from your house, and there's some kind of store, whether it's a grocery store or a little mini-mart or market, um, that you can pick up some food. And then the quality of the food is a lot different, too. A lot of the food now is highly processed. A lot of the food doesn't hold very much nutritional value, but it tastes good. Therefore, we eat it. So uh, that is one of the uh, key reasons why we have lost our touch with our food is because we never know this period of time where we don't have food or we have um, an issue finding food. And we don't look at food as a way to nourish ourselves. We look at it as something convenient. And when I'm bored, I'm just going to order a pizza and chow on it. And trust me, I've been there too. I know the feeling. It's super fun to hang out with a bunch of people and eat crappy food. Um, But we also want food to be nourishing to the body and we want to feel our best. So because this is our new norm within our society that we have access to all this food and that we don't think about how it actually fuels us, um, then what happens is it changes the way our body reacts to food. And so this is kind of very blunt, but when it comes to weight gain, weight gain is not an indicator your body is messed up in any way. It is your body's way of adapting to its own environment. So if you're eating poor food, then your body is going to adapt to that poor food. If you're not moving very much, your body is going to adapt to that inactive type of lifestyle. And that's just the reality of it. Our bodies are constantly adapting, and that's what's going on. It's not that your body is broken. Your body is just adapting to the environment it's in. So if we start thinking of our body on that level, that it's changing based on uh, the input that we give it from our environment and our mindset and everything that goes along with that, then we can change weight loss for a sustainable um, period of time instead of just a couple months and then we gain it all back. And so uh, that's what we will talk about a little bit later on is what do we do in order to support the system to have long lasting weight loss um, and to balance out the body to the natural weight that it should be at. Here's the thing with weight loss. Everyone wanted to lose that 50 to 100 pounds yesterday. So uh, when we decide that it is time to lose weight. We want to lose our weight as fast as possible. And that is where a lot of these weight loss centers jump on board and um, try to catch your attention by promising rapid weight loss. And this is one of those things that we really need to talk about because what is healthy weight loss? Um, What happens if we lose weight too fast? And can that cause uh, damage to our health later on down the road? Remember, weight gain is an adaptation to our environment. If we came out of our environment and went to something super extreme, it's extremely uncomfortable for us, right? If I went from Antarctica up to the Sahara Desert and I decided to wear the same clothing at both it's a massive change. And that's the same with weight loss. If you lose weight super quickly and it took a long time to gain all that weight, then it's a big shock to the system. And what you don't wanna do is shock the system so much that it either stalls or goes in the opposite direction that you want it to go. And that is one of the problems we see a lot with uh, a lot of these rapid uh, weight loss centers or people losing weight extremely quickly. Now another question was, can this cause health effects later on down the road if we lose weight too fast? And the answer to that is also yes. The fat in our body and in any kind of animal or anything is where toxins are stored. So if you are losing weight extremely fast and you have all these toxins stored within the system, then all of that is getting released at a very fast rate. So if you're dropping 10 to 20 pounds a week, then you're going to be releasing a ton of toxins into the system. Hopefully you're not losing that much weight each week. That's not very healthy at all. I'm sure a lot of us want to lose that amount of weight, but it's not good for the system. So uh, you want to keep that in mind too when you're eating uh, any kind of animal products is the fat that is on these animal products is where toxins are stored. So if you're getting, um, meat that is highly processed, where, uh, the animal has had tons of hormones and antibiotics and all sorts of stuff, then all the toxins from all those different drugs are stored in the fat of that animal. So that's just, uh, something to be a little cautious about. The other problem here is uh, sustainability and the way that your metabolism is changed when you are trying to drop weight at a really fast rate. Um, If you are doing different practices that these weight loss centers uh, promote in order to lose weight, then a lot of times it's whacking out your metabolism. And usually that means it's going to come back with a vengeance. Uh, If you throw your metabolism really far off, then at some point it'll slow way down and then you'll start gaining the weight that you had lost. And for a lot of people, they'll gain more weight than what they lost because they lost the weight too fast. And that means, uh, that they use to lose that weight is not a sustainable, uh, way to keep the weight off. You're not allowing the body to balance itself. You're trying to take control and, uh, drop the weight, but without changing the entire environment. And, uh, and changing that environment for a long lasting uh, future. So that's something that we need to focus on too, that a lot of these weight loss centers do not talk about. So let's talk about one of the uh, biggest weight loss platforms that we see in the media um, because they have their own TV show, which is The Biggest Loser. And obviously in the name, they're talking about how much weight you can lose, who's the biggest loser within uh, the game. And that's part of their marketing is how much weight you can lose in a single week. And so a lot of people, they watch this type of TV show and they see these people losing 10 to 20 to 30 pounds a week in the beginning, and they're losing all this massive amount of weight. And then they create these expectations that that's what they should be losing if they get started as well. And the reality is one, this is a TV show uh, they have doctors all over the place monitoring these people um, and making sure that they aren't going to die while on the show. They're monitoring their blood sugar, they're monitoring their vitals, all sorts of stuff. Two, these people are once again on a TV show, which means their job is to work out and focus on eating or the lack of eating for most of the day. A lot of these people, a lot of these contestants are working out eight hours a day. Now, if you try to do that and tried to sustain a 40-hour work week, this probably would not happen. You would not be able to succeed in what you are trying to do. It's too stressful for your body. You just don't have enough hours in the week and it's not going to be realistic. So we have to take into account the realistic factor as well. Now, A lot of these contestants are starving themselves, too, because they are in a position where the more weight you lose, the better you do in the overall contest, and if you don't lose a certain amount of weight, then you're going to get kicked off the show. So they're doing all sorts of stuff. They're sitting in sauna suits, which if any of you have a wrestling background, um, have probably done this before, where you sweat out a lot of your um, water weight to try and make weight Um, they're restricting what they're eating, they're trying not to eat, they're getting to the point in their workouts where they're throwing up or they're passing out, and it's not a healthy situation. The best part about the show is most of these contestants, nearly all of them, have gained more weight than they lost on the show. So that right there tells you how not sustainable this type of weight loss is. And these people are getting trained by personal trainers. They have the doctors, they have the nutritionists, they have all sorts of people trying to teach them how to eat, but at such a rapid level that it's not something that they can actually translate into their daily lives. It's literally just to make some money on a TV show. And so a a lot of the contestants, they end up more sick than when they came onto the show. And that's not good. That right there shows you that that type of weight loss method is not the correct method. But we see this in other uh, weight loss centers as well, where we see um, uh, people promoting the HCG drops, which is a hormone that is uh, produced by women in their early stages of pregnancy. And they promote that with these drops and with their diet, that you can lose one to two pounds per day. Now, as someone that wants to lose weight, this sounds really enticing. This sounds like something you wanna do because you, you have two weeks to look good for a photo shoot or whatever it is, and you wanna lose as much weight as possible. But the reality is, the studies have shown that the drops that they give you, that they sell you for expensive amounts of dollars, is not what's actually making you lose weight. It's a 500 calorie diet per day uh, restriction that they put on you that is making you lose weight rapidly. And once again, you cannot continue to eat 500 calories a day for the rest of your life. So once again, this is not a sustainable way to diet. This is not a way to keep the weight off for all time. And so a lot of these people end up gaining all that weight back too. So you're putting in a lot of time, you're putting in a lot of money and effort into losing weight just to regain it back in a short amount of time afterwards. And that obviously is not the goal that you want to achieve. And then we have the weight loss centers that promote a special protein that will ideally make you lose all of this weight that you have. And by having their protein, all day every day with every single meal you'll lose a ton of weight and you'll feel great and once again there is not a magical pill out there to lose weight one protein is not going to fix everything the one protein is not going to change your habits it's not going to change your environment and it's going to cost a lot of money because it's their magical pill that they're trying to sell and make a lot of money I don't want to see you guys spending money and not getting the results and the return that you deserve. For a lot of people, they don't have the type of money that these places are asking for. So if you do go and drop this type of money hoping to get great results, you really should spend more time... um, putting that money towards healthy foods and healthy eating instead of a magical protein powder um, or a protein shake that's supposed to lose all of this weight. And then this takes us into another weight loss center um, idea that spreads around with all of these pre-packaged foods that you buy into their weight loss program. They give you all these pre-packaged foods and you're supposed to lose all this weight. And, um, then what, after you do this program for X amount of months and you spend X amount of dollars, and then you get down to the weight that you want to do, are you going to continue eating that food for the rest of your life? Or are you going to be stuck having to figure things out on your own from that point forward in order to... Uh, maintain that weight. And a lot of these centers, they don't really teach you how to eat real food because they want to get you uh, stuck on their products so that they make more money. And a lot of this comes down to money. A lot of this comes down to people just trying to use people in a vulnerable position in order to make a couple dollars. Now, some of these weight loss centers do have something going really well for them. And one of the big pieces that they utilize is community. And I do think it's very important to build a community around. You That supports you in what you are doing. And a lot of these wellness centers do a fantastic job of doing this. They have plenty of people that are in the same position you are. Um, The people want to lose weight. They're trying to seek guidance in getting this done. And so you have that connection that you can build off of. Community is super important for our society. Even though I'm an introvert, I still see the importance of being around other people. It just might discharge my batteries a little faster than an extrovert would, but I still have to have community around me in order to support me. And having that support makes the weight loss journey way more enjoyable, and you are more likely to stay on track. Um, Same thing goes with... Uh, staying on a fitness program is gyms and fitness centers that put more effort into creating a community around their members tend to do a lot better because the members feel like they're at a second home when they go to the gym. Um, They see friends there, they make friends, they just feel at home when they go into those centers and therefore it gives them a reason to go back every single day. So that is a nice benefit of having some kind of center like this is you have that community there to support you. So in order to get started on a weight loss journey that will actually support you the way that you deserve to be supported and to get you the results that you want and need and to help your body to balance out the way that it should, then we need to look at what ways to Uh, provide the right nutrients for your body in order to be successful. And the old concept of counting calories, we need to just set aside because it does not make sense. If you're restricting the amount of calories that you have every single day and you keep doing that for life, then eventually, in theory, you should be down to nothing. And we see that that does not happen. And a lot of people who count calories and they step on the scale every day, they get really confused by why the scale isn't moving the way that it should or why are they gaining weight or um, whatever else the issues may be. And it's because not all calories are the same as much as people want to tell you a calorie is a calorie, it's really not. Because a calorie of an Oreo is a lot different than a calorie of a nutrient-dense piece of beef. And just because something has a calorie, which pretty much everything has a calorie, those calories are only coming from things such as fats, proteins, and carbs. That doesn't tell you the nutrient density in that food. It doesn't tell you how many vitamins are in that food, how many minerals are in that food, how many other components there are to that food. And that's why if you look at the back of any kind of processed food box, you have the standard calorie count and the standard macronutrients, which are the fats, proteins, and carbohydrates, and very little vitamins and minerals. If you were to dig into um, real nutrient-dense food and break down what's actually in them, then you'll discover that there's way more nutrients that's in those products than you would find on the back of a food label. Plus, every single food that is in the form that nature intended has very specific ratios in all the nutritional constituents in them that make the ratios within the body much more effective. Like if we took a carrot, for example, and just looked at the amount of nutrients within a carrot, you wouldn't think there's much, and it definitely depends on what type of quality that carrot is, but typically a carrot has over 1,800 different nutritional constituents within it. That is a lot of nutrition packed into one food. Now, if we did the same thing to a Cheez-It, we would probably see a lot less um, constituents that make up that food product than we would whole natural foods. So as we change our diets and we change the way we move in order to effectively lose that extra weight and to bring our body closer to balance, we need to understand that there is no one-size-fits-all for diets. What makes one person lose 100 pounds might make someone else gain weight, and we need to understand that, and we need to know that's just truth. That is how... Uh, everybody works, and that's the bioindividuality of every single person. Every single person is coming from a different point within their own health journey, and for some people, their systems might be a lot different than another person's system, and therefore they might not be able to eat the same foods, or might not be able to digest and break down the foods um, the same way as someone else. We also need to understand what hunger is. Uh, If we look at hunger, it is not um, your body telling you, hey, you should grab anything nearby and shove it down into your mouth and feed me. Hunger is actually your body telling you that it needs something, whether it needs specific nutrients or it needs uh, something as simple as hydration or water. Your body is telling you, hey, I need something. You need to put it in your system and then i will be able to filter through and decide if that's actually what we needed or not and if not i'm going to let you know that i'm hungry again and i still need more stuff so hunger is your body asking for nutrients in order to uh, meet a specific requirement within the body so if you want to get long lasting and sustainable weight loss then i highly recommend going and checking out uh, my last podcast episode, which is episode 21 on how to begin with an ancestral diet and just play with that to get started. Um, With the ancestral diet, you're removing a lot of different foods in our system that cause inflammation, which inflammation leads eventually to weight gain and holding on to excess uh, fat in the body. So by starting with an ancestral diet, then you start to re-regulate the body. Now, like I said, every single person is different and they have different needs. Some people might need a little bit more fat in their diet. Some people might need more protein. Some people might need more carbs. It's very difficult for me to say, do this, do that in a podcast episode without looking at your health history. And that's where finding some kind of nutritional therapy practitioner or someone within that realm that can help guide you in your own journey. If I was to pick where my money went to between a weight loss center that gives me uh, weight loss over the next two months, and then I end up gaining all that weight back, but at least I lost that weight, or I could put that money to someone that can help support me and guide me to long lasting weight loss and being able to keep it off and feel great, and also to work on the rest of my body and to figure out if there's other nutritional deficiencies that I need to work on in order to successfully digest food and break down the foods that I am eating and getting the right nutrients that I need from those foods, then I would definitely put my money towards someone that could help support me in the long run. We're only on this planet for so long, so I would much rather have someone help me play the long game than the short game. But to get started in your own weight loss, I would start by trying to remove sugar as much as possible in your diet. You have no idea how much I have seen people change in my own practice by just removing that one simple piece. Unfortunately, it's not that simple because it's everywhere, but it is pretty simple in the fact that it is one big component that is blocking our body's way of being able to balance out and to lose all that excess weight. So try to remove sugar as much as possible. Then after that, then you have to start digging deeper. You have to dig deeper into what food means to you and what your body thinks of different type of foods when you eat it. That's when you look at digestive health, how you're breaking down the food. If you're uh, producing the right hormones that you need, um, if your blood sugar is regulated, and many other factors. But to get started, remove sugar. And then the next step might be to try and remove uh, gluten-containing foods and remove uh, dairy products and see if you notice a big change in your health starting from those three components. Now, if you would like a simple recipe guide to get you started with eating um, more ancestral type foods that don't contain excess sugar and are gluten-free and dairy-free, then check out the guide that we had available for our last podcast. You can go to summitforwellness.com 21 download, and you can download that free PDF of different recipes to help get you started. Now I have been receiving a lot of emails lately from people that have been super excited about the information that we've been uh, pumping out to you guys, and have been sending me in their kind of their health journey and what they've gone through, and just giving me an idea of what you all need and what you all uh, want from this type of show. And I really appreciate that. I love to get that feedback from people about. Uh, where they've been and what they're looking for and how they need to be supported in their health journey. So I totally would love for you to email me or message me and let me know what it is you are struggling with and how we can better support you we are always looking for um, ways to make our podcast better um, and looking for content that we can use in order to support you. So if you go to summitforwellness.com slash messenger, you can message me right there with your health journey and what you need help with in your pursuit of optimal health. Now, we would love for you to go to iTunes and give us a rating and review, uh, especially if you really like these episodes because that helps us to get out in front of more people and to get this information out to a larger audience. So please go to iTunes and leave a rating review. And if you do, then you will automatically be entered into a drawing. And at the end of November, we are going to pull one person from that drawing, and they will get a free 30-minute consultation and coaching call with me to discuss their health concerns and what uh, to do to better support them. So please help us out by giving us a rating and review. And as a reminder... Next week, we are going to be having a special guest talking about female hormones. And if you have any questions that you would like answered in that episode, then please go to summitforwellness.com messenger and let us know what your questions are. And we will see everybody next time.